0: Welcome to Christy's Comedy Pod. It is January 16th. I Hopefully this is going to be the longest time I went without doing the podcast. I did have Omicron, like COVID, and I, like, I couldn't talk, actually. Uh, my voice was really weak, um, and I was trying to get better fast because I did not want to be sick at all. I was really ready to get started back working. And then I got sick right there. Um, I was able to run, like, 24 miles a day for three days in a row um, right before I got sick. And then suddenly I was like, oh, am I just tired? Because I was so worn out. 24 miles is actually a lot, if you didn't know. And I was so worn out that I just took this, I took a day off. And then I, I got, like, a flu, like. And that was Omicron. So, um, everybody has it. So, who gives a fuck? But <clears throat> I, uh, kind of rested. I was trying to get better as fast as I could. And I wasn't allowed. Like I, I came back to Austin, Texas. And I wasn't allowed to go around people because if I got the other comedians here sick, it could make them really mad. Um, so I really had to be ca- actually be careful. So, um,. I learned how to play chess on my phone. I've always ignored... I've always, like, gotten mad at chess. Like, why can't it be more like checkers where you just kill all the opponents and then win? Like, I know the rules of chess, but I I just prefer to just kill all the opponents. And I hate the fact that you actually have to do the checkmate and check on the king and stuff. That has always made me so mad that I just, like give up and then the person just wins and I look retarded and that's just chess forever but I started watching like you know that Netflix documentary series called Explained where they explain different topics for 30 minutes and it's always so emotional I watched a few of those and got like I was crying um, and one of them is about chess and it, it motivated me I was like okay fuck I should go I should learn so I learned like And it's so exciting now being able to play chess because uh, a lot of the comedians, we like to play kind of board games and stuff to have an excuse to sit with each other and, and talk and like, you know, stay with each other. And it's like, now I can play chess with them. Like I can play chess with anyone. I'm so excited. It's like, in New York, there's, like, guys who sit on the, on the sidewalks, like, in parks and stuff, and all they're doing all day is, like, playing chess with anybody, like, any stranger. And I've always been like, yeah, but I fucking hate chess. And now I don't hate it. Like, I have the app on my phone, and, and I want to play it, even though I've already played, like, 300 times. Like, uh, it's kind of addicting, and it's cute. It is so cute. Um, it's not even about stressing out trying to win. It's just like, I mean, it's nice to have a, it's nice to have a new board game. (laughs) Um, that I, like, now that I actually can, um, yeah, you know, I was always too stressed out about, like, you know, you're playing against somebody and they're winning and it's just so, it's just so stressful to, you know, I don't want to learn in that environment. So I, I found, like, the most beginner way like, you know, these apps. Like, you can get to the most beginner possible level, and they're they're giving you all these hints. And there's like green lines, like suggesting, you know, good possible moves. And and the computer is like really dumbed down, and then you just slowly increase the computer's like uh, ability. And there's like at least a hundred, you know, levels of of it getting more advanced. So. It's really easy at first, and that way you can, like, just very slowly get comfortable. I have to hurry up with other things. (laughs) Um, I also watched, which nobody would fucking want to, like, watch ever, but, like, I watched Hype House, which is, like, the documentary about, um, the TikTok content creator's house. Um, like, TikTok created so many... Content houses and like so many people that were like basically getting so kind of famous, um and groups of people working together to get famous. But Hype House was the first house that started, and it created all the most famous people. You know, Charlie D'Amelio. I've, I don't re- all the, all the most famous people that that are from TikTok. It created all of them, and it's been the longest lasting house. It's the only house still still going. Um, most every other house quit pretty quickly. They couldn't, they couldn't handle it. And so it's really interesting, like, it's a pretty good documentary. <laughs> ah! And, um, I think nobody would like it. But I'm just, I'm pretty good at extracting inspiration from just, from nowhere. I'm pretty good at that. You know, they're like 15-year-olds. But they have, like, you know, they have a lot of pressure. And, and they're really putting life together, um... Really hard. Like, one of the leaders of their house is this trans woman. And this is probably the, my favorite trans woman ever. Like, I, I haven't really met that many trans people, or I haven't come to know that many trans people where I'm like, I really actually like this person. Like, usually it's like, okay, well, you know, they're good, whatever. <laughs> but this is like, wh- the person's name is Nikita Dragon. Nikita Dragon, and um, she's just like s- the coolest person ever, and she's f- just friends with everybody in the hype house world, and um, she does a makeup line and all this stuff, but she's so cool, and she has so many inspiring things to say. You have to have a very open mind, I feel like, to watch this fifteen-year-olds, teenager little documentary, and then listen to advice from a trans woman, and, like, you have to have a really open mind, but if you do, bitch, Nikita Dragon gives great life advice. She, like, she puts herself, she looks like a 10, kind of. I mean, you can, you can hate on her, her, her butt is kind of really fake and stuff, and it kind of looks a little... Weird how fake her butt is and stuff like that But like she really I mean she looks like a ten. she really puts herself together Every single day and That alone it's kind of You know you have to respect Somebody that comes out with like a game Changing outfit and like A different wig on Every single day you have to respect Someone that's working that hard And then they're like a millionaire They have their own businesses that, that Are actually successful You know all the famous people love them. Like, you just have to realize that that person is doing something right. And then Nikita, whenever she speaks, like, she basically holds up the whole show. She's just speaking the whole time. Whenever she speaks, it's like, she's so well-spoken. And she's just giving out advice, man. Um, One of the things that... <laughs> one of the things that she says, like, to... I mean, she just... Oh, so many things. But one of the things that has really uh affected me is that she coined the term pussy stunting (laughs) and it's basically like when she's strutting around um which you know her videos get tens of millions of views where she's like strutting around she calls it pussy stunting and basically (laughs) the definition Is that it's like all of your haters, you know, are looking at you and making fun of you because you're, like, a trans person and everything. Like, they're making fun of you while you walk down the street. But you just know that you have this fresh, you know, perfect vagina. That you have, like, you just know that. And so you just, you just strut with that knowledge. Like, you're just like, no, I have a a pussy. (laughs) And bro, like... I said in the like the last podcast, or I think two podcasts ago, that, you know, I guess maybe for this year I wanna be less asexual. Like I was asexual for the past is there somebody in that building? For the past two years or so, I was trying to be this like robotic, you know, kind of autistic nerd so that I could get into comedy better and like in the comedy scenes. Um, it just seems easier because you're with you're with hundreds of incel men, and you just want to like not be super sexual because they already can't handle it. Just that you're a woman. So if you're a woman that's also showing off your like body, like if you're also a woman that is feminine at all, then they're gonna kill you. I mean, these incels are like gonna they they, they scream at you, they attack you. So I decided to. Stop being so asexual. I feel like I'm just all over the place, but I'm trying to hurry because I I only have 20 more minutes. Um, I I started to stop. (laughs) I decided to stop being so asexual because I just got so, um, like, basically bullied and, uh, what is it called? Discriminated against anyways. Like, I was called a swimsuit comedian by this guy. I was talking about it, um even though I've been avoiding showing any sexuality at all, like, I've been working so hard against that, and then he still was like, yeah, fuck you, you swimsuit comedian. Like, and just, like, that moment really just did it for me where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna stop trying so hard to not be called something like that because um, it's obviously just still gonna happen anyways, so I might as well just, like, live my, you know, life... And so going into this year, it was cool to see the way, like, this term pussy stunning. I, like, it's just, like, to be more um, in tune with your body. Like, just more in tune with the fact that I am a girl. And just kind of, like, I'm, like, slowly um, just being more aware. And not being so, like, I used to, for the past two years or so, I've been trying to, like, really distance myself from the rest of my body you know, just like, hey, don't, don't think about the fact that I'm a girl. That kind of thing. And uh, now I want to embrace it more. This sucks. Uh, talking about this is so embarrassing. So, here's, here's the first, like, uh, motivational thing. Is your potential for growth. You have potential for growth for yourself. It's always on the other side of something that you, f- you fear. If you feel fear about something, you know, you don't want to get vulnerable, you don't want to get emotional with someone, you don't want to say something that's on your mind, you know, you don't want to go somewhere, you don't want to see someone, you don't want to run into a a certain person. If you feel fear, on the other side of that fear, that's your growth. You will grow if you say that thing, if you just take a deep breath and you start talking to that person about your emotions, if you make yourself vulnerable, if you just say what it is, if you just go to that place, even though you know you're gonna run into somebody that, that you're scared, that you feel fear, if you just get onto the other side of that fear, you grow in the process. You're like, wow, I did it, I, I said it, and, and I, <laughs> I had to like deal with the ramifications, and now I'm stronger and I'm bigger. And so, you know, just pushing past (laughs) pussy stunning and and pushing past the fear. You know, I said that I was actually scared to come back to Austin, Texas because I was just feeling a lot of paranoia (laughs) that I I dealt with so many dramatic things in Austin, Texas. Like a lot of the comedians here are from L.A. and they're cutthroat socially. Like they're very there's just all these people who started problems with me. And and I would just immediately apologize Because I don't want no problem I don't want a problem I'd be like no no Like please no And they'd be like no we do have a problem Like and I just I don't know I just felt a lot of Hate and You know somebody I went onto stage And and a comedian heckled me From the crowd and he goes Yeah Christy more like Makes everyone uncomfortable Like whatever like Saying that I make everyone uncomfortable and that like that really it's a it's a weird like insult but like it, it 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 like hits home it hits close to home for me. I was like oh my god everyone here hates me. And I was like driving to Austin Texas feeling like some like loser why am I coming back to this place like does everybody hate me. And I was just trying to talk myself out of that of like first of all Christy it's pretty selfish <laughs> I mean, it's not even selfish, it's, like, really narcissistic to think that these, like, 200, you know, comedians and people are even thinking about you, or even have that strong of an opinion about you, like, just, just chill, you know, it's not gonna be an, it's not gonna be an explosion when people see you, like, it, it just, just relax, like, you're not even that big of a deal, like, okay. And just pushing past that fear. I was so anxious about walking into certain comedy clubs and stuff. And, like, having to say hi to people that after not seeing them for a long time. Like, I need to act excited. I need to talk to them. Like, I need to catch up with, like, 200 people. All of whom make me anxious. And who I... Whatever. I was fearful. Um, But I did it, guys. Oh, my God. I mean, I had a few days here of being sick. So I, you know, I didn't do it automatically, but I pushed past the fear. I I went to two, you know, s- open mics. Um, actually, two days ago. I didn't do anything yesterday because I, I felt really whatever. I went to two open mics yesterday where I knew everybody. would I just wanted to like <laughs> say hi to everyone, like I don't know, and I was so friendly. But I stayed myself, like I, you know, I didn't, I didn't bend over backwards. I didn't act like, you know, insinc- you know, kind of insincere. I just really like was happy to see people and like genuinely talk to them. And it was so crazy how many bonds I built with people who I've already known, but we had never bu- built a bond. Like there's just so many times I would say hi to someone, they would look at me and kind of say hi back with their eyes like half closed, and they'd you could tell that they thought I didn't want to actually talk to them. Like, they were like, oh, hey, you know, whatever. And I, and I stayed my ground, and I just, like, showed them that I actually wanted to talk to them. And, like, and I was just like, how are you? You know, like, or whatever. And the way their eyes lit up, that like, that's all they really wanted is, like, they just wanted me to show genuine interest and to actually care about forming a relationship like that I would just stay by them and keep talking to them in a comfortable loving way like having fun <laughs> is this like basic this is just the ABCs of of interacting but it's just before you know I don't know I was So in a hurry and everything, like, I just didn't form that many bonds with people. And when you do that, when you're in a hurry with somebody constantly, they start to be rude. Like, they just start to think that you're rude and then they're rude to you. And and it just, I had so many people that kind of uh, would, you know, be rude to me. Because I think they thought that I didn't even like them. So, dude, I built, like, ten different friendships. Like, somebody was, like, you know, know, they, they invited me back to their, like group home, like, sorry, now there's somebody outside. Fuck, I don't have time for this. Okay, is it like I, pushed pa- like, I pushed past that fear, I hugged, you know, I went into that comedy club that I was scared to go into, and I hugged the people who worked there. Dude, I hugged people, and it wasn't even weird, like it wasn't even like, you know, oh my God, like unnatural, like it was very, I, I just took it slow. Like I wasn't like, hi, like I took it very slow, hi, you know, like just fucking took it slow, man. And I was able to like, just slowly interact, dude, taking it slow was a very key point to this because I've always been like, wow, how am I supposed to have a good conversation with 200 different comedians? Like, how do they even expect that? But if you take it slow enough, you can do a solid, you know, five minute conversation with with each person without like cutting everyone else off and like without it being so hectic I hope this is useful I don't know but like dude I pushed through that fear I mean two days ago I was like really feeling or I think it was it was yesterday I was really feeling no sorry it was two days ago I was really feeling so scared I was even thinking that like one of my closest friends here uh, hated me. I was, e- I was even like, "Oh my god, he's not even going to be excited that I'm back." Like, e- maybe even he's like pissed that I even came back. Like, I was so paranoid. And then he called me and offered me to like basically live with him. He was like, "Hey, so now that you're back, like you know, if you want to live with me," and like I was, I was shook. I was like, wow, okay, so you do, you know, you, you do like me, I guess, like, it was just, you know, uh, it's, that's good news, and, um, it kind of rolls into this, I have so many jokes that I'm gonna tell you guys, so, stay tuned, but it just rolled into this thing of, like, um, self-respect, okay, it's a quote, self-respect comes from self-control only, right, you'll never respect yourself if you're a slave to people-pleasing and to external validation, and, uh, I just, I heard this quote yesterday, and I was, like, proud of myself because I've been, um, controlling myself, like, with, uh, eating vegetables only and, uh, exercising and just, like, self-control stuff, and then I was like, yeah, but, you know, am I a slave to people-pleasing and, like, external validation, like, because, you know, I am freaking out and, like, I, I care a lot, so what is that, but I think if you're, if you're pleasing people and, like, doing things for external validation that go against your values that's when you start to like, you know, when you're acting other than yourself, like you're, you're bending over backwards to get other people's validation and, and to get, you know, to please people, that's when you don't respect yourself. Um, like I can be really proud that like, there's so many interactions that I've had just recently that were so positive and stuff. And I, and I feel like I pleased people and I got validation from them and stuff. But I feel proud because, um, I think I acted like myself, you know, I was just a friendlier version of myself, but that was like genuine, you know, I I genuinely was being friendlier. Uh, but I didn't bend over backwards. Like I didn't, there's just a lot of people here that, that do act, uh, not like themselves, you know, they do put on an act and stuff. And so I just really want to not do that. I want to be like myself. Hey! <laughs> yeah! Okay, let's go to the jokes now because we don't have any time. By the way, Omicron was not that cool. Like, you know, a mild a, a mild flu, it's like, yeah, you know, it's not fatal. Like, it's not, like, dangerous for people. But it still sucked, dude. Like, uh, my head was killing me. Like, I had to constantly take... By the way, Excedrin. Dude, I just... I just found excedrin excedrin is advil aspirin and caffeine put together it's like in a pill form pill form so like for covid you need to take aspirin because it's like good for the you know blood clotting whatever um and then you need to take like a strong you know ibuprofen like advil and then some fucking caffeine to get you pumped excedrin That's what I was taking uh, while I was sick. It was really cool. But, um, man, it was like a, you know, even having a mild flu, like, sucks. You know, I do not want to get somebody else sick. But, um, okay. So, this is a joke. Um, My yeast infections, I haven't had, I haven't really, like, but I've had such a bad yeast infection once that when I went swimming at the beach, I saw a red flag come up, and it turns out that was the lifeguard for the sharks, not warning other sharks not to bite me. Damn. That needs, um, that needs work. You know, I probably shouldn't put in the front, like, my my vagina has smelled bad, like this is like a really graphic okay there so next time I'm going to try it later today but uh, if you're a guy who's wondering if you're gay or not um, if you flush the toilet while you're still sitting just to wait for the splash because you like the splash on your butt you're gay Um, that's very sexual uh, uh, I, I've invested in a lot of great companies And I, I'm a successful investor I invested in Tostitos That was one of my biggest successes Some advice If you're going to invest in Tostitos Is to buy the dip <sighs> um, What do you call a Mexican Swimming naked A bean dip Yeah. Uh, what do you call people getting kinky in the water? An artichoke dip. Oh, wait, wait, no. Artichoke dipping. Fuck, wait. What do you call people who are getting kinky in the water? That's artichoke dipping. There's potential. Um... By the way, this is like, so these jokes, these are like jokes that I like just wrote and we got to get them like ready. <laughs> That's kind of what I do on this podcast is I practice kind of premises and jokes that need to get better before I can use, you know, before they're ready to go on stage. Um, so yeah, what do you call those little squirts that may or may not be full of protein? It's chickpeas. Wait, sorry, sorry, damn it! Uh, that's chickpea. Okay, let's do that one again. What do you call those little squirts that might be full of protein? And I, and I, when I say the word squirts, it's meant to be like the word for a little guy. Like, hey, squirt. Like a little guy. That it, risky. It's a risky place to take the joke. So I'm calling it like little... What do you call those little guys that are... May or may not be full of protein. (laughs) That might be full of protein. That might have a lot of protein. That maybe have a lot of protein. That kind of have a lot of protein in them. I don't know. Um, And then I'm like, well that's chickpea. So, fuck. Yeah, I mean... Dippin' Dots. I had Dippin' Dots again, and they're kind of my favorite ice cream. Like, I never really get them because it's so expensive. I feel like Dippin' Dots are the Louis Vuitton of ice cream. Dippin' Dots are the Gucci of ice cream. I don't know which one of those is better. I think, you know, you often want to do lowest common denominator. Lowest common denominator in order to get the, the biggest pop of laughs. And Gucci is the lowest common denominator. That's what people really know is Gucci. Louis Vuitton makes more sense to me. I just feel like if Louis Vuitton came out with an ice cream, it would literally be Dippin' Dots. So that makes more sense to me, and it it actually, like, it feels better. But I just feel like there's not enough people that, it might be surprising to you to to think that anybody has not heard of Louis Vuitton, but that's what happens when you are you know, in, go into comedy is like you find out that there's just so m- much of the population doesn't know, you know, high class information, <laughs> uh, like what Louis Vuitton is. You know, they're they're like, what is Louis Vuitton? And you're like, it's a it's like Gucci. They're like, oh, Gucci, yeah. Sachi. Dude, I was kind of excited for some of these and I feel like they all suck. But, I don't know. I'm going to try them, actually, on stage today. A lot of them. I'm going to work on them and... Yeah. Okay, so, last thing is, um... Oh my god, I really covered everything. This is crazy. So, yeah... Uh I was like uh I heard this I heard this really good advice. Um and I wanted to just give it to you now cuz I used it and it actually worked and I've and it, it's really simple. Um but I had never like heard it before or used it. Um But basically it was like, "Oh, uh to make yourself less anxious if you're in an if you're going into an anxious situation or something, you know, you feel nervous about something to make yourself less nervous, uh, visualize yourself Doing something else somewhere else that makes you calm, that makes you happy, and so I heard the you know I was like listening to something, hearing that advice, um, and I was walking on this like trail in this park, and I was like, okay, that's yeah, you like visualize yourself somewhere else, and I was like, I want, like, what is my you know what would I visualize myself, you know, doing to get me out of, like, an anxious or, or nervous situation. What would be a good, you know, me on the beach? Like, what would me... <laughs> what would be good? And so, right then, there was, like, a couple who was walking uh, my way on the path. Like, we were going to have to pass each other on this path. And it was, like, a narrow path. That always kind of makes me anxious, you know? Because I, I just hate the, like, you know, sh- do I need to say hi to them? I just hate the, like you know, passing people on these trails, especially because I, I was in my PJs, like, I wasn't ready to talk to people, so I get really anxious, and I was like, what if I try it right now, and weirdly, I imagined myself, uh, on the trail, but, like, uh, riding a horse, like, on a horseback, weird, but I guess it made me, like, it makes me happy, like, I guess I like riding horses a lot, still, and I just imagined myself, like, walking on the trail, but on a horse, passing them, and I was, <laughs> and I was so much, like, happier, I was like, cool, like, uh, now, I wouldn't be nervous, because I'm on my high horse, I guess, like, I wouldn't be nervous if I was passing them on a, top of a horse, I'd be like, hey... And I was so fucking happy that, like, they passed and I didn't even notice them passing. That never fucking happens. When people pass me, I'm always so in the moment, having a heart attack, just, like, thinking about all the ways that, like, I wished that this that this could go better of, like, what the fuck, you know... Like, are, are, should we say hi at what, like, how could this be perfected? Like, when should we say hi to each other? When should we wave? When is the best time to, like, do these things in order to pass each other in the most seamless way? I just really think about that in the moment every time I pass someone. And uh, envisioning myself just riding a horse instead, I, they passed me and I wasn't even, like, I wasn't even there for it. And that's what the whole idea is, is that you're not even there. So that's, like, really good advice. And I want to, you know, try to use it more. Maybe your visualization won't be as, like, stu- like weird as riding a horse. But it is. I mean, it's, it's cool. Horses are cool. Uh, and then the other one is going into an anxious, nervous moment. Visualize someone that you love laughing and or smiling and being like really really happy. Dude, that shit got me fucked up, bro. Like they said, you know, visualize your you know, your parents or something and it's like maybe that makes you even more anxious like you never know. Like if I have to visualize certain people in my family like that would make me even more anxious. Um but so he, he said like no, it, it could be anybody that is close to you, anybody that you really love and stuff. Um, and that you really actually care about, like, it visualized them, like, really being happy and, like, letting loose and, like, laughing and stuff. And that makes you automatically so happy. Yo, I just realized I'm, like, I'm really yelling. I think a lot of the fuzziness of this audio is that I yell because I, I have that, like, immigrant father rationality. That, like, you know, if you have an immigrant father, he yells on the phone because he just feels like he has to carry his voice over the ocean to his, like, to whoever he's talking to. And you're like, dude, you can be quiet. Like, you don't have to yell when you're on the phone. I have that with recording audio because my phone is, like, uh, two feet away from my mouth. So I'm just like, if I yell, because if it's too quiet, then it's too quiet. If it's too quiet, it's too quiet. Like, so I have to, like, make sure that it's loud enough, but then I'm just, I'm just yelling and, you know, I'm gonna get a microphone soon, so it's, it's gonna be fine. But yeah, so those are, those are my, yeah, that's it. So now I'm gonna give you, um, 20, about 30 minutes of really great shit that I already recorded a few days ago. When I did not have Omicron, like right before I got Omicron. Okay, bye. I overheard a conversation between two New Yorkers today. And I overheard literally a minute. And this is what it was. The first guy says to the second guy, um, Yo, why are you itching your eye like that? You got allergies? What's going on? Yo, why are you itching your eye like that? You got allergies? What's going on? Right, so I've told you that New Yorkers ask each other questions about their their movements and stuff. That's like a big thing that they do, that New Yorkers do. Yo, why are you itching your eye like that? And I just feel like, and and I really got into that, you know, I really have embraced that as something that I do now I I really ask people why they are doing what they are doing and in other parts of the country people do not do that as much and they view it as very confrontational and scary that that you're like you're asking them why they're you know moving in a certain way okay let's go back to the conversation so he goes why are you itching your eye like that what's going on Two seconds, so the the second guy kind of answers and two fucking seconds later, the second guy says to the first guy, yo, why does your lower jaw come out a little when I say that? He goes, yo, why does your lower jaw come out a little when I say that? So again, I just wanted to kind of um, give myself a little credibility on the fact that this is what New Yorkers do: is they point out, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! I saw your lower jaw come out a little when I said that, right?" And it's funny, like that's why they do it. It's 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 really hilarious and entertaining to point out every little movement, and it's uh, you learn, you know, you learn. Hey, I, I saw what you just did. I saw I saw you shrug your shoulders when I said that. And I, why did you just do that? Right. So just kind of constantly asking. So this is, I just wanted to give an example of two people doing this from New York who are not me. So this is in fact something that, that is happening and yeah. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Um, and I, I wish everybody was able to do it, but. You just can't do that. You just can't really do that. People in the South and the West and stuff view that as an aggr- um, aggressive maneuver to be like, "Yo, why, yo, why does your lower jaw come out? Like, yo, why you itching your eye? Like They they see that as being aggressive, but a New Yorker is like genuinely playing around and just totally at peace saying that. So it kind of sucks. I don't know. Um, now here's where I'm a bitch. I went for a walk on the beach, six miles, and then I took a a break for a second. I went to go get a smoothie. I was listening to a podcast, so I had my earbuds in, and I walk into the smoothie shop. I mentioned yesterday that New Yorker, like, I don't know, being a New Yorker, uh, we really value a smooth transaction uh any mis- you know we really value being able to come in get the smoothie and leave without problems because all of the little hiccups are just you being incompetent you know you as a business just not understanding that this needs to be a smoother transaction or just Anything that makes you in New York one of the things that we've been learning recently is anything that makes you have to take your headphones out and go what? <laughs> what, man? What? Anything that where you have to take your headphones out, that's a hiccup. In the in the, you know, service industry, in the commuting industry and everything, you should be able to keep your podcast going all the time. You know, and until you get to your meeting or whatever, like but I understand that, like, I, I really get. Uh, I'm really kind of rude if my podcast is playing. So, so I turn my podcast off now when I enter establishments because I know someone's going to talk to me and, and I just need to have my podcast off. So I, I do turn it off, whatever. I go in, and one of the first things that happens there's two people behind the, ho- the counter. The second person is a gay guy. Exactly. There's something about being a gay person, a gay guy in the service industry that automatically makes you the most impatient person that's ever walked the earth. Like, the most impatient. When you're a gay guy in the service industry, you're just so obviously hateful towards the customer. And it's like, bitch, I walked in. What do you want me to do? Like... Why are you giving me a bitchy look? Like, wh- I just, I can't... Gay, you know, gay guys in the service industry, I, I can't. The, like, take a break. Why is it so hard for you? Like, why do you hate every, everyone who comes in? Okay. So the second guy's gay. Um, I walk in, and the first thing that happens is I'm looking for a menu. And they're like, are you ready to order? Now this is okay, it's kind of a medium, it's a kind of a medium thing. Because um, I was walking around, looking around, I could not find the menu. Uh, so I did look like maybe I was ready to order. Usually I am looking at a menu when I walk into a place. Like usually I'm automatically looking at a menu and they ask that question. Are you ready to order? And I'll go, oh I'm uh reading the menu and I usually leave when that happens because there's people who agree with me I've been talking about this with people and there's a lot of people who agree with me this happens the service industry people see you reading a menu and they like stare into your eyes and make you feel very pressured and they ask you like are you ready and you're like no if I was ready I would tell you that I'm ready. I don't understand why. A lot of people agree with me. You know, I'm really going around campaigning about this issue and a lot of people agree with me. So uh, they kind of did that except I did, I could not find the menu. So I kind of give that to them. You know, they're like, are you ready to order? And I was like, well, I can't find the menu. It was up on the wall. So I was like, oh yeah. So it's, like, over on the side of the restaurant on the, on the wall. So then I'm, I'm stepped back reading the menu. And, you know, I'm looking for a good protein shake. It, like, it has to have a lot of different ingredients. Like, I, I have to read the menu for a while. And they keep looking into my eyes. Both of them are just standing there looking into my eyes. And I can see their impatient gestures and it's like, go back to what you were doing. Like, go text on your phone. When I, when I choose a smoothie, I will say, hey, I'm ready. I'll walk up to the cash register, take a few seconds, and then be like, oh, could I order? If you are, still don't get the drift. Like, you know, you don't need to stare at me while I'm reading the menu. That's all I'm saying, right? So there's that. Here's where I become a bitch. So... A girl walks into the restaurant, to the smoothie place. She walks in to place an order. She's actually, she's like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm ready to place an order. She walks in. Now, I'm stood six feet away from the ordering place, reading the menu deeply. Turned to the side, reading the menu deeply. My AirPods are in. I shouldn't be bothered. She doesn't know whether to cross my path. My path is very huge and wide. Um, y- yes, you can cross my path and like place an order. I'm obviously just standing at the farthest corner of the restaurant reading the menu. So, you know, you can cross. But she stands there and I'm just thinking to myself, really? Is this really going to happen? And she taps me on the shoulder... And she's like, hey, 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 like, excuse me. And I look over at her and, like, I take my AirPod out and she's like, are you, did you, did you place your order yet? Trying to see if, basically, if she went to go place her order, if I would be mad. Really nice of her, right? That's so considerate. And I slowly said back to her with all the vibes in the world. I mean, I, did, I didn't like move my body, but it like, you know, in an attitude, like sassy way, but I would I slowly said back to her, um, I like look at the menu and like back at her. I, I act when I'm being a bitch like this, I act like I'm on Seinfeld or something. Like I just act like there's a camera and I'm like, look at this. I act like that. It's awful. I look, I look at her and I'm like, um, and I like look back at the menu and look back at her and I go, I'm reading the menu right now. I say that as slowly as possible to just like really show her like, Hey, what's going on in my head. So I understand that she's scared. So she got scared because I was obviously not the person to talk to like, She got scared, she's like, oh, okay, and and goes and places her order, right? I felt bad after that. I was like, wow, Christy, you can't be nice, you know, here you are ordering a smoothie and you're, like, in a fight with everyone, you know, you're, like, being rude to everyone. I mean, why? You know, why can't I just, why can't I be like, oh, my God, go ahead, girl, hi everyone, oh my gosh, where's the menu? I'm excited to drink a smoothie. Why can't I just be positive? You know? And I really was beating myself up, but then I just, I got back to the same place of like, these people, (laughs) and this isn't really right, but it's like, I just got to this conclusion of like, well, these people need to learn. Not a good... Like, that's not a good conclusion of, like, that I need to teach everybody. But it's like, in New York, you quickly learn how to blend in and how to stop holding up traffic. You quickly learn because people kind of snap at you and you quickly learn. And these people, I mean, this girl, like, bitch, go take your order. Don't interrupt somebody that obviously has their headphones in, obviously is reading, like, just, you know... Do your thing Like stop interrupting everyone Um Like as I'm leaving They see me Like they see me put my headphones back in And like you know turn on my podcast And like leave And as I'm opening the door they're like They said this like last Have a a great day or whatever And I just felt like Okay well I'm not going to be replying to that Because like you know that I have my headphones in So why would you, you know, we already said our goodbyes, like, after you handed me my credit card and stuff. um, I said thank you and stuff, and, like, we already said our goodbyes. So for you to, I I felt like, I mean, it was the gay guy that said it, and I just, you can call me paranoid all you want, but I just have a very long Rolodex of being accurate. If I had walked back in like a real (laughs) New Yorker and been like, why did you say it like that? (laughs) Like, if I had walked back in, hey, wait, 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 wait. You saw me, because I, to- I told you, right? I'm allowed to, right? Th- th- this is We're allowed to do this, you know? I walk back in, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You saw me put my headphones on. I already said goodbye. I already said thank you and goodbye. You saw me put my headphones on. And then you said, have a great day at the end. like, But, but you knew that I wasn't going to reply, right? Why did you say that? Why did you say that? Did you just say that? Like, did you just say that for yourself, or did you think that I heard it? What did you think that I should should I have replied to that? Should I because you saw me turn my po- podcast on, you saw me put my headphones on, so why did you say that? And dude, that would be the the best way to go about <laughs> to go about it because then I would learn because then the gay guy would be like, well, I actually. I felt like you've been rude this whole time, so I just, act like, whatever he would say, Um, oh, I was just I was just saying have a great day, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but you know that, like, I didn't hear you. Like, you know that I wasn't going to probably hear you, right? But I did hear you, just luckily, that's why I'm back in here asking you, but, like, you saw me, that, like, put my headphones on, so why did you say that after I already said goodbye? Just, I don't know. <laughs> I just wish that we could ask each other questions, and, um, and keep it, and keep everything cool, because, you know, I I can't ask him that, I have to just keep it, I just have to keep it in, because he would get upset, and it would be, like, a whole scene if I, if I asked him that, I don't know, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, (sighs) I It was just all, like, a big ten-minute thing of me being some kind of bitch. Because, so, I, I walked out with my smoothie. And I'm listening to my podcast. You know, drinking my smoothie, trying to, like, leave. And this kind of, uh, this man says something to me. He's he He, he says... Oh, are you working out? Because he, like, looks at me and sees my workout clothes. So he's... We're at the beach. We're, like, on the street right next to the beach. We're at the beach. We're at Clearwater Beach. Uh, he's like, are you working out? And then he makes a gesture of working out, you know, like, arms gesture. Uh, because he realizes that I have my headphones in. And he asks again. And he, he sits there, you know, with his head, like, expecting a response from me. Which... So that's a huge cultural, culture difference of like, this is a rude thing to do in New York. Like, what do you want me to take my headphones off? Like, you know, you want me to, like, why do you, you know, what are you asking me? Why are you doing this? You know, here it's more of like, he's just partying. He's just having fun with everyone. So he's just like bothering people on the street. Saying, are you working out? Which is such a rhetorical question because I do have workout clothes on and we're at the beach. You know, so he's just like, you know, literally just kind of bothering people for fun. Well, I looked at him and I took a long time again. It's like I, I, I slow everything down and I, it's like I act like there's a camera there or something. Because I really act out... The surprise and the, and the like, whoa, you know, are you talking to me? Like, you know, you see that I have my headphones on. So I'm like, uh, and then I go, so he's like, oh, you working out? Are you working out? Those two questions, are you working out? And I just go, yeah, it's the beach. Rudely, I said that. Yeah, it's the beach. And I'm like shaking my head as I say it. Like, and I pass him, like, he's gone by the time I'm finished saying it, but he definitely heard me, uh, and it's like, I was rude, you know, I was, I was, like, mean to this, like, I guess happy-go-lucky guy, I was mean. So I was just beating myself up, like, yo, what the fuck, what, what? But then again, I get back to the same conclusion of like, yeah, but he, if I had said, if I had been a nice girl and he's like, "Are you working out? Are you working out? He's asking that question and I had been a nice girl. I would have had to get this. I would have had to play stupid. That's what nice girls do is they play stupid. And that keeps everything stupid. That keeps people like him. Asking questions like that because they think it's okay. They think that that's a legit question to ask someone Who's obviously working out, you know a a nice girl would have said Oh, yeah (laughs) I am how did you know? like Or something Yeah She would have had to act stupid and be like all prissy I, I don't know if that's a good but. And I was teaching him a lesson there in front of his friend. I was like, yeah, it's the beach. I mean, hello? Like, yes. That's a... I was just basically saying, like, yo, that's... Yeah, it's a stupid question. Like, why did you ask... You know... I-, I hate to be the the... I really definitely hate to be the bitch walking around, but it's like, for some reason, I keep deciding that it's my job. I'm like, you know, I have to fucking let you know that, you know, you shouldn't have asked me that. Like, why did you, why did you ask? Like, if I was a real New York, you know, if I was a real New Yorker, I would have said, I would have taken off my AirPod and I would have said, yo, why did you ask me that? (laughs) And he would have been like, Oh you cuz because you look like you're working out and I'd be like, "Yeah, I do." So why so why is it confusing to you? <laughs> um and he would have been like, "Oh, I was just trying to talk to you. I was just you were just trying to talk to you, me, but you know that I have my headphones on. Like you know that I'm listening to a podcast like, you know, and and you just asked me a stupid question like I, I I don't know, like That's the thing is that it's being a bitch and, and that's why I beat myself up for it. Like it's like a bad thing. But I actually think that it would be the best way to act. Like really keeping, you know, keeping people in check. And it's not in a mean way, like you know, none of what I'm doing is actually, you know, wagging my finger or like, you know, actually going out of my way to be like, you stupid or something. Like I'm not going out of my way. It's just that I'm like kind of p- keeping people in check. Like, hey, as you can see, I'm reading the menu, and I don't even say that as you can see. Like, I just, I just kind of go like, hey, I'm reading the menu. You know, when people look like they're reading the menu, that's what they're doing, and I don't, I don't even say that. Like, no, I'm just, I kind of just say, hey, I'm reading the menu. Hey, it's the beach, so. Hey, I'm listening to a podcast. Is this important? Um I don't know. It's really hard to decipher between if I want to be cuz I was saying I want to be so badly that that nice positive girl who who plays dumb. You know, that, that's what they're doing a lot. <laughs> What's going on? <gasps> Playing dumb. And being all cute and nice and innocent all the time. And, and just whether or not I should be that so, that so that men like that, you know, so that gay service industry people like that and, and scared people all like me and feel very safe around me and feel very correct around me and, and like everything's fine and and they and they like me and everything's good or i'm the person who's like nah i mean you know the person who kind of keeps it real a little bit kind of keeps it real i mean i guess the best mix is to keep it real but be more friendly about it like be a little bit more friendly Um, cause I, you can keep it real without kind of being pissed. Cause I, the thing is, is I get a little pissed. I'm like, yo, why the fuck? I get mad. You can keep it real. You can point things out and keep shit real while being like happy. And I just go back to like the interview between the 20 year unsuccessful comedian who was interviewing the really shy nice girl. Um, and he just talked over her the entire interview and she never got a word in because she was so nice and and shy and sweet or whatever. She played dumb. Uh, she get, she didn't get any words in. She acted like everything was fine the whole time. She just kept, you know, Oh great. This is great. And at the end, even though it was, it was awful. I mean, the comments say that it was... It was really bad. And at the end, she's like, this was really fun. You know? Just great, you know? So, so he likes her. Everything was positive because of this way of her, you know, reacting to things and playing dumb. She played dumb 105% bitch the whole time. And he likes her because of that. But he... Isn't going to get better You know Things aren't going to get better Reality was never really pointed out During that podcast um, And if I was in the podcast I wouldn't Again it's like I'm not actually mean But I would have I would have um, been like "Wait, can I, Wait can I answer for mine Like I would have actually like cut him off Wait wait can I answer for mine on that And I would have actually asked him, you know, questions. I would have talked more in there and, and been like, you know, how did you get to this from the, like actually helping point out what's actually going on. The whole podcast, there was just like this question to be begged of like, wow, you know, neither of these people are saying what's even going on, which is that he keeps talking and interrupting her and she keeps acting like, th- like that's not happening. I don't know. Yo. Th- so I just have to keep being honest about the fact that this is what's happening. You know, I- I'm-, I'm a bitch. I- I'm trying to be nicer. Um, like I just-, I just bought something at a store and I was really nice to the cashier and everything was fine. But he was, he was cool. You know, he was a seamless guy. Everything was a smooth transaction with him. So, and the summarizing quote for that is, how am I complicit in the conditions I say I don't want? You know, the first step to fixing your problems is to identify them and to take full responsibility of like, <laughs> okay, I'm having a hard time being super friendly to people who are incompetent no just, but uh who are ble- wait a minute it looks like you're reading the menu but have are you actually are you actually begging to place your order no i'm reading the menu you were right the first time i'm reading the menu